What it is, what is up, what is good gamers? This is Shonuff71, aka Digga Dulamite. Yes, that purple bling bling for you all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 174, Father's Day edition of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And of course, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. Just here to talk about the things that we love, uh, games. So uh, glad you're here. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up? Not much. Uh, just uh, hanging out, getting ready to record this fine episode. I got lots of things to do this weekend. I'm trying to keep myself preoccupied. So, Got my Steam Deck. Of course, I have not done anything with it. <laughs> came on uh game night so you know um you know it takes we time. About, it takes time yeah talked about last week about you know about finally buying a tv you know i went to drive to costco like earlier today and it's like i looked at that box i looked at the cart and i thought mm, i'm not going to be able to handle this all by my lonesome so i'm gonna have it delivered instead so what'd you get I didn't buy it yet. No, I I was gonna buy it and take it home, but it's like it's too big, too big for me to place into the cart. You know, too big for me to put into the car. You know, so let's think about grabbing a 48 inch uh, C1 OLED, 8.99. But I might keep an the eye 40, out. The 48 inch was too big for you to put in the car. Ah, uh, well, you know, it didn't fit in the cart, and I know that I would need some assistance more than likely. So, so I'm just gonna have it um, brought to my door. I'm gonna pay the twenty bucks and have them take it out of the box and and slap it on the desk. That's what I'm gonna have them do. So, I didn't know Costco did uh, setup and d- delivery and setup. Yeah, free delivery, twenty bucks setup. So it's pretty damn wow. nice. Wow, so. that is nice. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Way better than the two hundred dollars Best Buy charges. You just set it up. Yeah. No. Mm, and uh, God, I might keep. I might like. You know. I'm like. You know. It's like playing the damn roulette table at the uh, in Vegas or something, or playing the craps table. Because right now they just slapped the C1 65 inch uh, 16 hundo, hundred fifty dollar Costco cash card, hundred dollar streaming credit on there. So. And it's like I looked at that. I was like, "Oh, sneaky!" And 150 back in Costco cred, 100 bucks in streaming credit. You know, it's like uh, free, free five-year warranty. <laughs> yeah, I, if I were you, if you if you can find a home for the TV that, that what is your what yours is the one you got now? Is that what it's 70, 72, 75 or something like that? I got or 65, 65. Yeah. yeah, if you can find a home for that either sell it or move it to another part of the house i'd get the 65 c1 unless you just really 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 want a, a monitor and get I, the 48 but yeah i don't i'm still kind of hemming and hawing about all that business so 
Yeah. My, my, my bet would be on the 65 inch. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I will talk. If you listeners have any recommendations, I know Kevin has recommendations for me, but, you know, just, you know, want to make sure my money's spent right, I guess, over here, you know, Mr. I, I need a TV away. I don't really need a TV, but I want a TV. How about that? So. <laughs> Well, Nothing going, wrong with that, buddy. We're going from 4K to 4K. I went from 1080p to 4K, so it was a bigger jump for me. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. Um. So with that, we're going to move on to aside from uh, uh, TV talk, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing on the on said TVs, or at least over this past week, with our playlist. All right, Dez, why don't you kick things off? What you been playing? Well, uh, one thing that I've been playing is uh, Outriders with you guys. So we played Outriders, which has been our game du jour, and the we we actually tried the the uh, Eye of the Storm. Fifteen, we're there. We did it. We tried it. Uh, we tried it, and mm. it spit us out. So <laughs> so. Uh, I want to ask before I go on with what I have been playing. I want to ask what your all's opinion of that of that that Eye of the Storm was. It seemed it seemed really tough. Like I was like, damn, like this is like it was literally like a uh, like there was no running around or anything. Like you walk into an arena and it's like an arena. Like there's no other things. You have to fight the the main guy uh, that you had to fight at the end of the main campaign, and he's he's back, and you have to fight an even an even stronger version of him with these kind of uh, dancing uh, uh, dancing swordsmen that pop out, and those little glowing circles that shoot out beams at you. I don't know. It just it just seemed like really really like difficult for for no reason sort of it was weird and then you had the first part of it you had to go and you had to stand in these areas and you had to basically get him out of his his chrysalis or something his his little protection bubble and you had to do that by standing in certain on in certain areas next to uh these these uh glyphs or these obelisks and then and then the obelisk would would go down and then um once they were down you had to go to the next one you had to do it three times and then he would be freed and then you had to uh then you had to you had to kill him but it was weird because like none of us really understood what we were supposed to do like i had no idea that we were supposed to stand in the in the obelisks or or what was happening because it doesn't really tell you um, I just happened to notice that the obelisks were were getting smaller as we were standing in it because it seemed like it went on for forever and then and that part really wasn't that hard when we were because we once we finally got what we were supposed to do and we were taking out the 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 folks that we were supposed to take out it it, it really wasn't bad but then when we had to fight him it just seemed like it was just like he's beaming across the 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 stage the stage uh, he has like a ton of the the little orbs i don't know it just it just seemed like a clusterfuck of just stuff going around everywhere and it was just like i don't know it, again this is the only time that i did it i probably will try it again just to see if i could do it um uh but i do know that 
I did have a couple of gear that was only 49 and was, you know, I, I, I guess I have to just, you know, grind some more to get it up to, that we were all 50. I know you're a 50 Kev and I know Joe had, had a little bit more to get, but, but did you guys have that same experience? I'll, I'll start with Kev. What, did you have that same experience that I have or what were your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it, it, it was hard, but I, I did some YouTube research cause I'm old and I don't feel like fi- figuring things out in video games anymore. Like I used to, okay. um, so what you have to do is you have to crank everything. I mean, you could we could beat him with the gear that we have, okay. with the gear that we had. It would just take a, a lot of extra time. And really, the thing that killed me was his little uh, uh, ballerina swordsman that came yeah. seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. So, but here's what you got to do: you have to pay attention to your. Um, your not your not your mods but your perks of your gear you yeah. want to put you want gear that is going to have anomaly boosts yeah uh def and uh damage either weapon damage boosts or uh, if you if you're if you're worried about survivability then maybe you can have one one piece that's dedicated to defense but you want all of your perks all that gear have offensive offensive uh uh off offensive uh, perks particularly if you're geared if your anomaly is really high you want to push that or if you're pushing a fire uh, a fire power build you want to mm-hmm. push that okay. the next thing you want to do is you want to in your mods you want to have mods that on crit do obscene amounts of damage yeah. Like uh, moaning, you either want to have moaning winds as kind of like a close in your face area effect, or you want to have. There's another one that I got today. Oh shoot, what's it called? It's um, uh, anomaly. It's anomaly something, and basically, it's basically just a power boost for the sake of having a power boost. When you uh, when you hit a an enemy that's infected with toxic, it causes on mine like four hundred something four hundred something thousand damage on crit, and you need stuff like that. And you okay. also need a weapon that can get crits easily. And the the weapon that is best at that is the Inferno Seed, which I happen to have. It is a tactical auto rifle. It shoots in like four round bursts. It has almost no recoil. It's steady as the day is long, and it has a high, a high uh, burst, a high fire rate, and a high DPS rate. Kind of out of the box. You got to get that maxed out. You got to get. It comes with. Um, oh shoot! What was it? What was it? It comes with uh, Wrath of Moloch, which is on crit. It causes like an explosion that does something like three. I think once the once the weapon's maxed out, it's something like two two hundred eighty thousand damage on crit, and it also inflicts burn. And I had to go back and redo my skill tree because I had to. I, number one, I had to boost my anomaly. 
I had to because I was on the top the top tier, which I think is more get geared toward firepower. So I switched that out and went toward the middle one. I'm, and I'm speaking specifically of the Technomancer, uh, whatever they call the, that middle one. With I can't remember what a, it is. Yeah, which and I also dip into the the lower tier to pick up extra anomaly. Mm-hmm. I swapped out my uh, corrupted turret, the one that I switched that back to toxic because I have my I have uh, I've got twins and they're spitting out freeze. I have some anomaly boosts that they're they're doing like seven thousand points damage per shot. So I'm inflicting freeze and I'm inflicting toxic on everything and I my perks are all designed to uh inflict the most damage on enemies that have that are frozen and toxic so you're gonna everything's gonna be frozen everything's gonna be toxic so you want you with those boosts and those changes to your gear uh the idea being that you can melt this guy and I saw it on YouTube you can melt this guy in like 20 seconds if you've got the right, if you've got the right uh, mods and uh, uh, gear, cool. And Let's I've got that. I've got most of that. It's not completely. It's not uh, idealized on my build, but I think if I got to him again, I think I can. I think I can beat him. I, I couldn't do it in like twenty seconds because there's I'm missing uh, like one or two perks, but. Just running 15s earlier today with the new setup. Um, like I'm, I'm still the one thing that I did do that's different is I kept my uh, my gear perk with the borealis with the it does like an additional 90% damage on enemies inflicted with frozen. Yeah. The thing that I saw on YouTube, they they had a borealis pieces but they didn't have enough to maintain that skill set. I thought I think that I for me personally since everything is you're, you're going to be inflict inf, inflicting both toxic and freeze, I just thought that 90% on the borealis was too good to pass up. Uh, particularly when I have shatter, and I have um, and the uh, the shatter mod, and I have the uh, oh gosh, what is it? Exposed exposed frost, I think it is on the skill tree. That's just too much damage on frozen enemies. I just couldn't I couldn't pass it up. And with the the new the new perks that I have on the turrets, it's like every time they shoot, they're freezing something. With the exception of when they all do their little Super Saiyan imitation, and oh, we can't be affected by uh, the status by yeah. status, but they're not frozen, but they're still taking that, you know, seven seven and a half to eight eight and a half thousand points of damage every time they get shot with the uh, with the freeze turret. So, cool. so I think I can probably beat him if I if uh, get to him again. Um, but like I said, I, I'm also keeping, I'm also keeping the that area effect chill. I, I took off the long winter perk because that stuff you really want to use it as kind of like a defense on that level. 
because you're getting swarmed by a bunch of small stuff and like when the when his little ballerina dancers come out you can hit them with that because i don't think they're anomaly immune i don't think i might be wrong but i don't think they're anomaly immune so when they come pirouetting trying to pirouette and carve your face off you hit them with that and they're frozen and with uh icicle storm they take something like 400,000 points damage when you on, on uh, when you blow when you blow one up everything affected by the uh, cold cold snap uh, takes like 400,000 points damage so uh, that's the build that I saw and that's kind of what I'm going to roll with next time I I run eye of the storm see see if I have better luck with that cool and you're like Give me some knowledge over here. I wish, uh, you know, I just like kind of went in with the gear I had and so let's go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think we probably could do it. It would be a struggle. But I'm, I, you know, the thing I, I don't, I have no, in, in, for, for bosses just being hard for the sake of being hard, which I think that's what this thing is. Um, I'm a le- I have to be honest, I'm a little disappointed with that final fight. I was kind of hoping it would be something a little bit more interesting than just one arena. Yeah, you know? I was not expecting I, that. I was really kind of let down. I think all of the pod missions that you do leading, trying to get up to the point where you can do Eye of the Storm are way more interesting. Way more interesting. That last battle was kind of kind of mediocre and really just kind of a letdown and that's kind of like another reason why i really wasn't all that interested in figuring stuff out for it because it's like i just want to say i beat it and be done with it and be ready for for world slayer when that drops so how about you joe uh, from what I played, the one attempt that we did try, I mean, I'm going to definitely look at my build. Uh, and I haven't dived deep like Kev has, so I'm not entirely sure. I want to be able to get the armor piece for the set I'm rolling right now with my Pyromancer. Uh, and uh, kind of go from there to see if I could uh, get some of the rest of my uh, gear up to level 50 and perk it up in appropriate fashion on there i also loaded up my devastator for the first time in a while and uh I looked to see what my loadout was there and yeah i'm like <laughs> uh stuck like around rocking some 44 45 stuff so it kind of left my uh, devastator behind a bit on there i might decide to kind of using the um the chest to be able to share gear uh, at least guns i know i can't share armor with my um with my devastator if need be because yeah i got a uh, abundant amount of like you know high level guns with uh, my pyromancer i could probably throw in the vault and, and share between my characters and kind of go from there so so you know, uh, World Slayer does come out in literally in uh, almost like two weeks from now. So we'll definitely kind of, I would say, maybe put the brakes on a bit on Outriders. You know, just something that's good to play. Just if we're all gaming together, you know, and you know, between what uh, 
World Slayer coming out and uh, Rise Sunbreak, which I'm not sure. Are we all jumping on that day one or are we just going to go with Outriders? I'm not sure. So I'm not sure either. So we can definitely talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at with it. But uh, but yeah, but I'm glad that you shared your uh, your experience, Kev, because I hadn't done anything with it. I just kind of put it back in the background and it was like, okay, well, we're going to end up having to do it at some point. So I'm just not going to worry about it. So, so I just kind of let it go. So, but I'm glad that you, you, you took the time to, to find out what we could possibly do. So, so, um, I think we played, we played together as a, as a group for our game night. We played Valheim. Uh, one of our listeners, said hey you know uh you guys you know want to play valheim it's really it's really good you should play it and we're like okay and so we all got it and we all played it um so um it's a crafting game like 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 a crafting game that you would that you would normally see uh that's been around for a very long time you know all the crafting games are kind of the the same thing you know um this one is based on north norse mythology it, comes a little bit like um uh not what's the other one uh joe not val uh the other one that's like valheim uh, that came out for P, uh, ps4 um remember it um not val no. it's uh oh, it are you a, talking about tribes of midgard you mean yes tribes of midgard thank you so it kind of was giving me those it's trying to give me those like tribes of midgard kind of feel but it definitely was a uh was a little bit different you know um but uh, I thought it was okay. Um, I needed to work on some of my, uh, some, some of the, um, what would be called the, um, the, the, the graphics were a little, were, were a little off on, on mine. So I probably need to, to, to look at that. But other than that, it was, you know, it's, it's a, it's a resource type of management game in which you run through and, and, you know, kill stuff and, and, and do the stuff you're supposed to do. So, so I thought it was okay. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it, but but I definitely thought it was um, was okay. Uh, Joe, what were some of your impressions from it? Because I thought, I, from what I understand, you really kind of liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I kind of got the hook a bit. You know, first I started with mouse and keyboard on that, and I was okay with it that way. But I'm just still not used to playing games in that fashion, and so mm-hmm. it's sad sad to say. As soon as I uh, picked up the controller, it seemed like it kind of picked up the pace for me a little bit. And, of course, Chase was uh, handling at least starting a base and building uh, a cabin that we all could go to. He even built beds for us and all that. So because I was he prompted me to put like a piece uh, to build a like a side on the house. And I wasn't able with the controller to figure out how to exactly like you know position it properly as far as to get it in the right angle for it to you know be filling the completing the wall if need be so that's something i maybe will have to see if i could maybe pick up a uh go back and forth between keyboard and mouse and controller just in case i build my own little hut on there and kind of go from there but yeah that is part of the Thing. It looks like eventually that you're able to build more things in your base, including up the castles and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. of course, there's crafting, 
get to build a workbench uh, and you know, level up and you know of course um, hire the gear and there is some boss fights in the game too as well and i think that's where more of the uh, hack and slash and the stress you know the combat comes into play because obviously i know that this is going to kind of build up to that crescendo a bit on there so because there's supposed to be some crazy ass boss fights in this game um, you know you're supposed to be able to go ahead and build ships and sell boats as well on there and you could actually go out into the sea from what i've read about the game so it's just uh and it's not complete yet it's just still early access so i think uh, it was one of the games that was announced uh, during the um extended xbox showcase that broadcast this past tuesday so it is coming for pc's game pass in the fall and it's coming out for xbox consoles i believe uh, first quarter of 2023 on that so it will be a games pass title so just in case if you're interested out there in it on there and i wouldn't mind going back and just learning a little bit more i know chase is probably keeping that instance uh for me and you des and for you kevin just in case if we wanted to play if need be so now, kevin i know um you know what's your overall impressions of the game and what would you think about it i mean i i definitely understand its appeal but it's not for me um the it's got a slow pace, and I think those types of games have that slow pace inherently. That genre of game has that slow pace inherently. It's probably so you get used to the world systems and the uh, mechanics that, that you're going to be relying on later on in the game. So it's kind of like you're building, I, I guess it was kind of like you're building a precept upon precept. You learn how to do this. Which, which in turn allows you to do more more complex things later on in the game. So I get it. I understand it. It's, it's just not for me. Because y- your boy was bored to tears running around hacking wood <laughs> and trying, to, trying to, to club wild boars in the head. It, yeah. I, it's not for I you, can't huh? Do it. Not for me, no. I love that Chase said I needed to have a bow to kill deer, and I was just just basically boosting up my melee up enough so I was clubbing deer left and right, you know. I was like deer diving, clubber. diving into like water to slaughter some deer, so you know. Deer clubber. Sounds like oh, yeah, I'm 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 in the deer club clubber. with the deer. Yes. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, I thought it was okay. Like I said before, um, I have uh, seen games like this before, and I and I really uh, have played a couple of them and, and thought that they were really fun. So, but but we'll see. I definitely uh, now that I you know I own it, I definitely will be playing it again. So, uh, a couple of the games that I've been playing, uh, I've been playing this game called Dismantle, which is which was a PC game. Um, I talked about this last episode, and it's really fun. You're you're this lone guy who was in a a bomb shelter during a zombie apocalypse on this island and so you've been in it and for like five years and then you come out and you have to find your way around the world because everything is is uh is messed up and so you have to decide where you're going or what's happening and and you have to find out basically how to get off this island as you're as you're as you're um 
gathering resources now this is definitely it's it's a gathering resource type of game but it has uh, rpg elements so you are running around and every time you hack something or grab something or store something you're getting experience points and and as you're you're learning more you get more um recipes and stuff like that you can sleep and and get wellness bonuses um and the monsters though are really kind of uh are really kind of fun to to fight they're they're like these weird i don't know it it, it's like it comes off like uh i'm gonna say this but but it just just bear with me it kind of comes off like um uh the last of us uh but but you're not but you're basically um like the the old man, you know, and and you're running around trying to uh, find stuff and, and and understand what's going on, um, and and it's really kind of fun. And and as you continue to play, you get you know more stuff and you get more um, you get more um, uh, what was it uh, more resources and you unravel this mystery. Um, really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the loop. Uh, it's not terribly hard, uh, but there are some things that kind of get in your way if you're if you're not paying attention. Uh, some of the 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 monsters that you meet can be really really a pain in the butt um, to try to fight if you're if you're not paying attention to what you're doing, and it can come out of out of nowhere and and start chasing you down. and And all you have is like a crowbar. That's like the main thing about it is you have a crowbar. And you build up the crowbar's strength, and then the stronger you get, the more damage you can do, and so and so on and so forth. And then you have other other things, and there's planting, you can grow stuff, and uh, it's just like, but everything is accelerated, so it's not like you have to you have to sit there and baby stuff. You can literally run around and and do stuff, and everything is fine. So, um, but I really do enjoy it. I think it's a really good game. It is a co-op game, and I think that is a game that you would like, uh, Joe. So if you're ever up for playing it with me, let me know. It's on sale right now for like twelve or fourteen dollars on the uh, on the summer sale on PS4 uh, P- on the PSN. So if you want to play it, let me know. But it's been really fun. Are you playing the it last... on the PlayStation or are you playing it on Switch? I wasn't sure where you're. Playing. I'm playing it on the PlayStation. Are you I'm okay? Cool. On the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, if you want to play it, let me know. I think you'd really, I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, and lastly, I have been playing um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yay! Like, I'm a little late to the party, but I started playing it, um, and it's been a lot of fun. I was really worried that it was going to be a little too over the top because that was one of the things that I really did not like about uh, Borderlands 2. I know this is going to sound weird, or 3. I know this is going to sound weird, but Borderlands 3, it just, it 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 had a little it's 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 fun it it, it's comedy was just like 19 it was like early 2000s comedy so it really wasn't that funny it was really mostly eye rolling type of type of funny um and i just really couldn't get into it uh tiny tina's on the other hand it strikes a chord in between uh the sort of funny and and esoteric kind of kind of gameplay and and i thought that she would be way too overbearing um in her in her delivery and she'd always be talking at you or always be saying something stupid and 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 just you know taking you just completely out of it but she's not 
she's really not. She says a little, she says a few things uh, when you get to a new area and then she lets you explore it. And she'll say a little thing, a little few things about what's going on in the area that you're in. And then she'll let you explore it. So they definitely uh, did right by not making her too uh, oppressive in her, in her um, dialogue and the dialogue with it, with the two other people, because you have two other narrators as well. Uh, who are Wanda Sykes and um, Andy Samberg are the other two people. And uh, they're not that bad. You know, they, they say some funny stuff, but it's not, they're not the stars of the show and, and it really shows. And that's what I like about it. Like you are the star of the show and, and what you, you say funny, funny lines and stuff like that. But, but for the most part, you are, you are the main character. And I like that because it doesn't really detract from, from you being the being the the the, the fate weaver and, and that's that's the name of your character you're like you are the fate weaver um but i really do i really i'm really enjoying it uh, the spells are are really fun i i'm on my third character <laughs> because i can't seem to find what's going on or find something that i really like um and then there's a you can also uh multi-class so you get to a certain point and then you can add a secondary class so there's like six classes, but there's actually a total of 12 because you can add a secondary class to your main class. So and there's all different types of stuff that you can do with it. Um, so there's a lot of versatility and a lot of stuff that you can add to it. Um, so I really think it's a really good I really think it's a really good game uh, so far. I haven't gotten too far in it, but but what I have played has been has been fun. And uh, our friend Christian uh, jumped in and um, and helped me out a little bit um, with the game as as he's you know beat it and played it a couple times and and he really enjoys it and I know that um, Joe got it and so I'm eagerly awaiting for him to to get it installed on his on his computer that way we can or sorry on his um, PS uh, PS5 that way we can we can play together so but um, yeah the that, first... My physical version is uh, supposed to be here on Tuesday, but uh, one thing with the new PlayStation Plus uh, with the premium tier is that the game is available for a two-hour trial. So, And just in case anyone out there is listening and if you've already signed up for the premium tier for PS Plus, uh, you can check out this game if you want and probably even play some co-op with us. So just in case you're interested, definitely let us know. So, Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's really all that I've been playing. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? So, for me, it's just been uh, mostly Outriders. When I had, when I do have game time, um, I've been working on some other things. Uh, real quick, uh, I got my, I got my shipping pack, my shipping pit uh, kit from the C GDC or GGC, whatever that comic, you know, the, that three letter, uh, agency that grades comics. Mm -hmm. So I got that and I went on ahead and joined, I joined at the medium tier and in a way it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, I think they, in one way, I respect it, and in another way, it's like, ugh. Because I think they feel that they have the, that they are the best at what they do 
when it comes to grading collectibles and their their specialty, at least according to their website, is comic books, movie posters, trading cards, sports cards, that type of thing. And I, I, I there's something to be said for a company that uh, prices their services for what they believe they are worth. <laughs> but on the other side, it's like, man, you really have to like be diligent in your homework uh, to know that you're going to be able to get the money out for what you put in trying to get these things graded. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, and I, I and I understand, I kind of sort of understand why they did that because, you know, they probably don't want, you know, everybody who finds, you know, Uncle Charlie's comic book collection that's, you know, filled with, you know, west coast avengers you know <laughs> and sending them there to be graded and thinking that they're that you know that that they're going to be be able to sell them and retire off of them uh so i i guess that i i i understand that but like they charge they have like a flat rate of 40 bucks to grade just to grade the comic book and then once you, you have to select that, yes, I want it in case. So that's an that's another like eight bucks. And uh, whether or not you want it pressed, that's another service fee. So basically, you're coming out per book that you send, uh, depending on the services that you select. Well, and I take that back. The encasement is part of the forty dollars is part of the forty dollar flat rate. My bad, but you're part of you're looking because the kit uh, you can ship ten comic books uh, in the kit, so you're probably looking at close to four hundred bucks if you for ten books to be graded and uh, pressed. So it it's it, it ain't cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then if you go for then there's like like an uh another service that they do where they will take like professional photos of your sealed comics like staged and then they charge an uh, extra money for that and then they they give those photos to you so you can post them on your listings or your auction your online auctions for whatever it is you you know if you want to sell them uh so they definitely believe in what they're doing and uh you know it's just uh the the onus is on is on me to make sure that whatever books i send are books that i'm pretty i'm i've the highest confidence that i can get my money out of them so uh, i'm gonna start working on that probably this coming week but but uh, yeah, game stuff. Uh, tried Val- Valheim. Uh, talked a little bit of that earlier on. Uh, from there, since I had my PC on and I hadn't turned it on in a while, I jumped into Warhammer 40k Space Marine uh, just to you know just to mess around with it. I it was frustrating me because I kept getting this error. So I deleted the game and re-downloaded it, and I guess there was some type of update that was missing some type of file, and I guess deleting it and re-downloading it fixed everything. Uh, Cranked everything up to 4K resolution. 
uh, still running at 60 frames per second. Not that this is a graphically intense game, but the difference from 1080p to 4K is def was definitely apparent even on, on that old graphics engine. Uh, things were a little bit more clearer. There was like no perceivable draw pop draw distance pop in uh like there was there was a little bit of it even playing it at 1080p uh high to i don't know if that game goes to ultra i'm not 100 percent sure but uh on the highest uh fidelity graphics fidelity settings but you know it was fun to dip back into that that's one of my um uh that's one of my favorite action games, uh, Warhammer 40K. So it was nice to mess around with that. Uh, Outriders, talked talked about that uh, earlier before. Probably ready to jump back into Eye of the Storm at some point. But earlier today, I downloaded and played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Ooh, how was uh, that? It is a true homage to the 16-bit and TNMT arcade beat 'em ups in every in every way, from the graphics presentation to the voiceovers, the humor in the game. Uh, they've incorporated the the uh, moves that are in like all of the games, but they're kind of implemented a little bit differently. Uh, you no longer have like the, and I'm kind of glad about it. You don't have to have like this knockdown move that you could always do that would take away a little bit of your health every time you did it. Yeah. Instead, what you have is as you beat people up, you build up this uh, meter uh, that's just above your character's um, life gauge. And once it fills up, <clears throat> you hit the triangle button and it executes a uh, crowd clearing uh, super move and each turtle or each human character does something a little bit different. Um, there are some really unique things you can do in co-op. Uh, when someone gets gets KO'd, if you, you can bring them back into the fight without them losing a person uh, by putting a slice of pizza in front of their face to wake them up. So, so assuming, assuming you can do that without getting uh, knocked out of it, uh, you'll be able to bring that that person back without losing a life. There is a lot of uh, homages to all of those all of those classic games in this game. You have the uh, the back slam from Turtles in Time, and you also have the uh, foreground toss, also from Turtles in Time. Uh, whereas before, you know, if you were playing with a, with another player and you both threw a, a a foot soldier at the screen at the same time, you would have it would grow, it would go into like uh, bullet time slow motion. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that in this game because you know it's up to six players and everybody can throw foot soldiers around everywhere without it without there being an effect there. But it is just. It's a lot of fun. It is a it is it's a nostalgia gut punch for sure. Uh, for those who remember those uh, that's that's Super Nintendo uh, Turtles in Time, the arcade Turtles in Time, arcade Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, or you know fans of the show growing up in the '80s. If you watched the cartoon in the '80s, 
this is I think I get I think Nickelode yeah Nickelodeon owns the IP right now so yet they the art style is kind of like a blend leaning heavily towards the 80s cartoon rendition of the characters which I really like because I've seen I've seen the Nickelodeon Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles images before. I never watched the show. Yeah, the new ones aren't that good. Yeah, the, the, that design, the designs are kind of off, but they went with the 80s presentation, and it's I'm glad that they did. So that's like these are, if I can't get Eastman and Laird, uh, then I'll definitely take my 80s Turtles uh, in the homage in this game, and it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a lot of it. It's six-player co-op. So for any folks listening, I'd love for this to be a game night game. Uh, so I'm down. Highly, highly encourage everyone to pick this up if you are a fan of the franchise. And really, that's pretty much all I've been doing this past week. Cool. So uh, Trader Joe, what you been up to, man? Uh, I've talked about the two games I played this week. Um, only thing else I've been doing because I've had a busy work week this week was uh, just uh, checking out PlayStation Plus Premium a bit and uh, downloading some of the games off there. So I did get some of the PS1 classics, including like what Wild Arms, and um, I played Good like game. a like about five minutes of Mr. Driller before we wanted to play some Outriders and enjoyed that quite a bit. And, uh, you know, just checking out some stuff. I took some of the uh, games in my back catalog back as far as physical disc editions, like, you know, stuff like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Tsushima. Uh, I, t- I uh, traded that into GameStop and, uh, you know, used the money to pick up a copy of uh, Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo. So. So definitely uh, took advantage of the fact that there's some games on PlayStation Plus that are not going to leave the service. I think especially the first-party Sony titles, they're not going to go in and out. Uh, you know, there's some games up right now like Red Dead 2 and uh, like uh, Shadow Warrior 3 that they do let you know what the expiration date is. So, you know, if you want to play those, you got to get to those and get them out before they get out of the rotation. That's one good thing that um, the new PlayStation Plus service has over Game Pass is that it does tell you if the game's going to not be part of the service for an indefinite amount of time on there. So That's good. Yeah. I did upgrade to premium. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I did, oh, that, cool. uh, did that earlier. Welcome. Today. Yes. Yes, so definitely take advantage. I mean, I don't know if there's any games you want to play multiplayer on there, but uh, I think we mentioned on the show previously I wouldn't mind doing a, a playthrough of Ghost of Tsushima on there and maybe get get to where we could play the Legends mode and, and get to that. I know John BT mentioned that as well as being something that he would possibly be interested in, so... Definitely something that we'll keep in mind. Uh, and if there's anything out there, listeners, that you guys want to play multiplayer, definitely let us know because obviously it's just the download, just finding space on the hard drive. It's the only thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know that Destruction All-Stars is getting a big boost in features and new gameplay types too, which is because of the fact that it's part of PlayStation Plus now. So definitely let us know. But that's it for me this 
past week. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next topic on our docket, that being the main event. All right, Des, you're on deck. All righty, so, so for our main event, we actually extended it because we had a lot of... Uh, we had a lot of new announcements and a lot of summer shows going on. There was Summer Games Fest. There was the Xbox Bethesda uh, announcements, the PC gaming show, Future Gaming Show, and State of Play, and the Capcom show. Just a tons of stuff was was announced during this past, which was which was technically used to be E3 week, and so you know there was a lot of stuff that came out. And so our question was, uh, what was some of your favorite games shown at any of these summer uh, announcement type shows? So we had a couple of we had a couple of people who responded. I know we talked this to death the last two weeks, but but this is sort of like uh, gaming Christmas for everybody. And so we really wanted to, to make sure that 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 we gave our listeners a chance to respond. So Crucial Chase on Discord said, my favorite is that I'm getting more of my favorite PlayStation games on PC. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of PlayStation games are being released on PC. And I think that's a fantastic uh, segue into talking about the stake bet that is between uh, our two our two uh, our, our two members of of gaming vessels uh, with PlayStation games, you know, coming out on PCs. Do you think that 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 stake bet is uh, is is going to come sooner than later? Meaning meaning that someone's going to have to owe someone a stake, or, or or do you think this is just you know normal par for the course for PlayStation as they as they sort of you know, slowly give out uh, the, uh, the these PlayStation exclusives to uh, the the, the quote-unquote PC uh, master race. So I'm going to send that off to, to to Kevin first. Um, do you think with 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 this Summer Games Fest uh, announcements, do you think that the uh, PlayStation first-party games on PC is co- is is coming ever ever closer and closer, and you will get fed off this sta- off of the stake bet? What what are your thoughts? Uh yeah, your boy's getting fed. Um Oh damn. You don't you don't and it's not this. It's not this. Uh I think there's still a year. Uh you don't buy a whole studio dedicated completely its sole its sole purpose for being your first party is to port games over to PC. You don't do that just only for games that you're going to bring over to PC two, three years down the road. That's a bad investment in in my opinion. When I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to be chomping on some, some ribeye or some, oh, or yeah. some type of, <laughs> some, some type Damn. of prime cut. When the service games drop, if they drop in time, uh, if they drop be in another within another year, those service games, first party service games that Sony's working on, those are coming to PC day and date, and that's when that is when I'll be getting I'll be getting a dinner, uh, assuming that they come in under a year. Uh, Joe, that's- what are your thoughts? I know you're 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 kind of in the background saying you know, 
these uh, these announcements and these summer games didn't really didn't really speak yay or nay about that. But 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 are you is, is your wallet tingling now? Like are you? No no no. I'll I'll be good on. Oh oh. Show so, enough time. So so you oh oh so you think that that in reality you will be the one raking in the the, the happy stake. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'll be r- r- racking the uh, happy stick and the uh, cheese toast. Yes, because uh, you know, obviously, I want to go to Sizzler and, and get the uh, surf the and turf premium stick that's about the size of my thumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I don't know. Brick. <laughs> I don't know what type of of uh, of um, what would be the word? Uh, what type of steak? was uh like it was if it was like you know it's Fleming. a it's a you know standard ruth chris type state you know okay well i wasn't sure it's, like it's, i wasn't that, sure yeah it's that yeah. type of you know i don't even think we shoot i wouldn't take an enemy to 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 sizzler, to sizzler yeah. let alone yeah, that's, friends. <laughs> that's something that joe probably would do though he'd be like oh here's your steak <laughs> and he'll be like well why aren't, aren't you gonna get a steak he's like no Shut up. That's you, buddy. Shut up. That's you, buddy. Bye bye. Enjoy. I only Enjoy take your... you the sizzler. You. <laughs> You're the jabroni. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know go back and look at Anthony or Bourdain. I think he uh, took a, like an Asian chef out the sizzler in LA and they were like putting like meatballs into like taco shells and <laughs> and having the time of their life and uh, you know. If it, if it was you, I made the bet with you. You're all like clamoring for that money. You're clamoring for that be. steak. You want to be fat. Be. You're like, gonna get a meatball in the taco shell. Hell. That's all you're gonna get. Yeah, I'd be like, give it to me. Give yeah, me that sizzler. Yeah. You, get, you get the soft serve. <laughs> soft serve. You can get your crappy ass soft serve with one but side I did, not working. But, but 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 I did. You didn't make the steak bet with me though. So no, I did not. So, no. So I I hope I hope when when it comes to pass, Kevin. I mean, or or Joe or Joe. You know, <laughs> Moving right we, along. We, we we talked about this. We talked about this quite a bit. I think we talked about the time frame too. I think it was supposed to be was it two years or three years? Uh, three years. Three it's, years. Okay. Yeah, it's three it's, years. It's um, the time yeah. difference between the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, Pro. came out. So mm-hmm. yeah, we looked it up, and uh, you know we'll have to see when that ends, and we'll keep track of it. I'll put it in the show notes since since Desmond seems so interested in the bet. <laughs> Well, I just want to make sure that that folks is folks is you know it, it's it's being taken care of. Like we, again, we have all these fantastic new uh, IPs coming out, and it's only a matter of time before before everything comes together to become one harmonious gaming family, and then I, I, and then we'll, we can all we'll have see. stakes. We'll you know, we'll all have stakes regardless. Exactly. Okay, you'll be paying, but we'll all have stakes. <laughs> Um, all right, moving right along. I, I pay for your steak. <laughs> pay for your own. So I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take Kev to House of Prime Rib in San Francisco if he wants to go. There you go. So so Will D on our Discord says uh, there are a few that came that come to mind. Uh, Ninja Turtles: uh, Shredder's Revenge was just released. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this in our in our Discord. Uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, if the if it has VR support, otherwise I'm out. Even if it is a generation generation leap, uh, 
Gotham Knights, yes. Hopefully it isn't a, as rough as it looks on a preview. You know what? I'm I'm right there with you. Like when we were when Joe and I were watching it, he was like, "You're getting that day one," and I'm like, "I don't know. Like I don't I I don't know yet. I I I, I keep saying I want to see more gameplay, but I just know that that's what it's going to be, and I just hope that it doesn't. I don't know. I I I just don't know about that game yet. You know, I I, I want to like it, but I don't know. Same thing. You mentioned Midnight Suns. That's the same thing. I just. On our last show, I was talking about Midnight Suns, and I'm not sure that it needed to be card-based, and I don't know if it's going to be too esoteric, and it's not going to be enough action, and there's going to be too many stops and starts. Um, the Callisto Protocol, i.e. Dead Space, yeah, I mean, that is the new Dead Space. So if we can't get Dead Space, this will probably be a, a, a good secondary. And then Starfield really is the standout for me. We will uh, we'll see if they screw it up. Again, I totally 100% agree with you uh, regarding Starfield. I don't know what to expect. They're saying that there's over 100 planets that you can go to. And people have dubbed it, you know, No Man's Starfield or No Man's Star. No Man's Skyrim. Yeah, No Man's Skyrim or something. I don't know. Yeah, so, no Man's Skyrim. I, I don't know what to expect. Uh, my fear is that that they're going to try to squeeze some game uh, live service out of it, and I really hope that they don't. I really hope that they let it just be a game, um, and that way we do not have to like I'm like we're we're, we're past the whole thing of people being upset if there's DLC because we know that it's going to be there. But I just hope that that's it. I really hope that they don't make it a, a live service. But but when they say things like hundreds of worlds, it's like oh crap, you know are are the hundreds of are the hundreds of worlds in there now? Or will they be coming in like a DLC or some extra, you know, bullshit that's going to come later? So I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, hes- I'm cautiously excited, you know. Like I, I'm on the hype train, but I'm going super slow on the hype train, you know. So, so I don't know. Uh, what were your thoughts on on Wildy's comments, Joe? Uh, you got? As, far, as far as his games, I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, Shredder's Revenge is uh, something I'm looking forward to. Uh, Forza, I could take or leave it. I don't play Sims. Uh, Gotham Knights, I think that screams out to me a Black Friday get, if anything. Ugh, I, I know, and I, I part of me is coming out in to... October, so it's yeah. not like it's not going to be. It's like you know, I got other games to play until the end of November. It's not like yeah. I have to buy it day one and play it day one. You know, I got plenty of games I needed to play day one that I haven't even played yet. Same thing with Midnight Suns, a Marvel property. You know that you know it's even though it's a 2K game that you know will probably get pro- properly discounted. I'll probably take a look at that. Callisto Protocol is interesting on there. You know it's coming out in December, so you know whether I want to hack some limbs for Christmas time, I will see. That could be there. fun. And then of course Starfield's you know going to be on Games Pass, so you know <laughs> something I'll eventually check out. On there, I don't mind. You know, Xbox is uh, has a g- good lineup of stuff coming. So you know, yeah. you hear it here for hear heard it here first. Yeah. Um, uh, so. What about you, uh, Kev? What are your thoughts on on what he was uh, what Will D said? Well, Shredder's Revenge is definitely awesome. Um, I think you'll be happy with that. Uh, Forza Motorsport, uh, same sp- uh, same spot. I put Gran Turismo. I don't play Sims. So I don't really have a comment on that, but Gotham Knights I'm concerned about. I share you yeah. guys' concern. I don't know. I, I was kind of hoping that this would just that this would be a 
a, a narrative-driven co-op continuance building on the legacy of the Arkham Asylum beat-em-ups. I don't think so. And it doesn't look like this is that's going to be that at all. It's going to be a beat-em-up, but it's got these, uh, you know, Destiny ele- Destiny-esque elements to it. I, I'm... I'm I'm in agreement. I think if anything, this is going to be a uh, Black Friday acquisition. Callisto Protocols Day One. Oh really? Uh, yeah, oh. Dead Space. I, I don't know when the Dead Space remake drops, but spring. You know, I, spring. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the guy that actually started the franchise. The franchise. Um, Starfield. If it's good and I still have an Xbox by the time it comes out, <laughs> I'll 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 buy it. What I but you know, speaking of Starfield, I don't know if you guys have seen the comparisons, the um, promos for the uh, No Man's Sky uh, upgrades that the, that 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 studio did. Oh, hello again. Start hello again with the the with the promos that they did for their their upgrades to that to that title. Mm-mm. Starfield took their presentation took took their took basically Jack No Man's Sky's presentation in some scenes like step for step. Mm. It's 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 not even. There's no denying it. There's I I this saw a blatant. post on Twitter just blatant copy paste, like you know the scene where the where the the robot is walking off the ship. Uh, they show where they did that in no in the No Man's Sky. Uh, you know a track screen for their for their online, uh, marketing. They showed the, the, the in the space battles. They showed the how the turn how they they were turning and spinning around and, you know, getting, getting line, getting your shots lined up, like almost turn for turn with hello games, uh, no man's sky. It's just, I don't know. I have, I have almost no faith in that title. We'll see (laughs) when it Mm -hmm. comes out, but if they're doing that with what's supposed to be their, their crown jewel for Xbox game pass, I'm. I have very little confidence, so we'll see. Well, let's hope for the best um, and expect the worst. So <laughs> that's all you can do, <laughs> unfortunately. So, well, all right. So, um, thank you everyone for taking the time to uh, to uh, answer our question. I know we've we've talked about this for the last two weeks, but like I said before, this is our Christmas, and so we wanted to be able to do it justice. So. For our next for our next week's question, uh, so for this for this week we have a short and sweet question for you. What is slash are your comfort game or games that you can put on and always enjoy? This is a game that you could possibly beat yearly or just whenever you want to return to greatness. This this again, this is something that you could beat multiple times. It's like it's like that record, you know, that that one album that you can just put on you know what uh, all the time and it's just it's just perfect you don't skip a track you know let us let us know what what game in your catalog you know has that honor and we will talk about it 
So again, thank you everyone. Thank you to everyone who took time. Uh, as always, at the end of the show, Kevin will be giving you uh, a good shout out to say thank you. Uh, but that's all for me, and I will turn it over to uh, the Jabroni Chief for the Jabroni News. Well, it's not the Jabroni News, but it is the news, so thank you for it's that. It's the Jabroni News. You're welcome there. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Nemo. <laughs> thank you, Jabroni. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so there's quite a bit of news, so I'll get about past that awkward opening to discuss things that happened this past week. Things that kind of... I made awkward? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VII's uh, 25th anniversary. So they had a stream this past week, and they announced some things. So... Uh, they have announced that Final Fantasy VII, the um, games are going to be a trilogy. So they announced the second game of the Final Fantasy VII uh, trilogy, which is going to be Final Fantasy VII Rebirth on there. And uh, they showed a sh teaser trailer that showed RPG and, um, and showed Cloud and Sephiroth, excuse me. Uh, traversing an area that's sure to be familiar to fans of the original Final Fantasy VII on there. And, of course, they could go check out the trailer. It is coming out, launching in next winter for PS5 on here. It doesn't look like it's being brought out for any other platforms on there. Uh, there was a lot of salt online because certain Xbox fans wanted an announcement of the first game in the trilogy to be brought to their platform but uh you know no final fantasy 7 remake intergrade uh for the xbox as of yet on there so and also announced was a 25th anniversary present for the fans which is happens to be a remaster of crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion on here which is a original game that was on the psp and it's bringing the game to modern platforms it's going to launch this winter on ps5 ps4 xbox series x and s xbox one steam and even the nintendo switch so everyone gets to eat nom 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 uh, nom Num 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 on the Crisis Core, which it happens to actually be a good game, and a lot of people were clamoring for that game to be brought to modern systems and to be remade in some way, because kind of got orphaned off on the PSP on that. And then they also announced that they are bringing Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate to Steam, and they basically said it's coming out tomorrow, which happened to be earlier um, this past week on June 17th on there so uh there's some hubbub at least i saw online barking about the fact that there is an introductory price there right now but that it is a like full 70 dollar comparable us priced game uh, on steam so a lot of people saying like hail to the no-nos not for some game that's already been out for a year on playstation platforms to be priced so high 
on there, but um, uh, some people really liked and enjoyed what they played. So, you know, and it's compatible with the Steam Deck as well. So just in case you want to take it on the go, you could take it on the go on there. And, and then they also had some other announcements relating to some of their mobile titles, including Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier on here. I guess Season 3 just launched on that. Uh, that is a mobile battle royale based in the Final Fantasy world, so I don't think any of us will be playing that. Nope. And, and Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which happens to be a episodic single-player mobile game that will be able to bring the story of Final Fantasy VII to mobile. So, and that is <laughs> uh, going to be uh, coming out with a closed beta during 2022 on there, and they have some screenshots of that you know, so if everyone to play uh, Final Fantasy on the go, have at it there, game fans. So, and so all, all in all, good announcements. I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is probably the main one that, you know, we're kind of waiting for the shoe to drop on the next title. We're all expecting that it was supposed to be uh, two games, but now it's three. I don't mind on there. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to you first, Kevin, because I know you played Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Integrate quite a bit and get your thoughts on this bad boy. Yeah, in a, uh, Remake Integrate was fantastic. This is, a, it's a true remake from every, uh, you know, in every sense of the word, from presentation systems. Uh, you know, I, I played Final Fantasy VII originally on the play, on the on the original PlayStation um i enjoyed it a lot loved the story but i it was never a game that i went back to because again i'm not in love with turn-based turn-based combat in rpgs and never have been in love with it i i did it because i <laughs> for the longest time that was all that was available um but Seven Remake is absolutely fantastic. So I'm expecting. I, I saw some tw some tweets from uh, the director of uh, Remake and Rebirth and other key members of the team, and they're saying that we are that their plan is to uh, shatter the expectations that people had for uh, Remake with Rebirth. So I have I am very confident based on what I played. With Remake, I am very confident that they will be able to meet those goals. Definitely looking forward to it. Crisis Core, I never played on the PSP, so that's going to be a day one get for me. Um, and it is <clears throat> interesting. I Final Fantasy VII, the the it, it's going to it's coming to Xbox. I'll tell you when it's going to happen. Uh, and shout out to uh, Jay Bari, who uh, was talking about this on his uh, YouTube channel. And he brought up some uh, some tweets from uh, the from one of the key people behind the Final Fantasy VII Remake project. They wanted to keep this on one system so they wouldn't have to dedicate. They knew it was going to be more than one game. They, at the time, they weren't sure how many games it would take. But they knew it would be more than one. And they did not want to degrade the quality by fidgeting and worrying about multiple platforms. They wanted to take that element out of the equation so that they can dedicate it all of their efforts to fully understanding the platform that they were building for 
and work from there and not have to worry about ports and differences and whatnot. The Xbox will get this game or these games when they're all done, in my opinion. Um, they might get, they might get uh, remake and rebirth uh, when the third title in the series is getting ready is getting ready to drop, uh, just so that they can have you know the complete you know up to that point uh, thing. But I, I I'm kind of thinking that they'll bring all three of those games to Xbox when the trilogy is complete. And it was interesting, those same people that were bitter about uh, not getting remake were trashing uh, a Crisis Core as being just a side story piece of trash, which even though I haven't played it, the people that have played it said it's nothing, it's nothing it is not a throwaway game. It is very good. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think folks are just in their feelings. Uh, yeah, I don't know the, why. These, yeah. the, this, these games, Remake has been available on, on PlayStation. If you really wanted to play it, you could play it there. Uh, now it's on Steam. If you really want to play it, you can play it there. Um, but, I mean, this is... this. I think they're getting mad at the wrong people. They need to be get. They need to be jumping on Phil and company and telling them, "Hey, how come you're not getting these deals? How come you're not getting these games?" Uh, I mean, they're getting they're getting them now. They're getting Persona, like they've gotten uh, the Yakuza series, but again, it's well after the fact, with the exception of Like a Dragon. Uh, it's well after the fact that when these games have already been on other platforms and have made their money on other platforms and then they're showing up on the Xbox. Um, you know, point that uh, point that Venom where it belongs. That's where I mm -hmm. say, if you're going to have Venom at all. I got some lols because I saw some tweets. I was just kind of browsing to see what the general like, uh, consensus was, and there was some Xbox fans like saying, boycott Square Enix, and like, someone just like responding. Boycott Square Enix for what? You don't buy games to begin with. You just play everything <laughs> on Games Pass. Facts. <laughs> mm. Facts. You boycott. You're not buying anything to begin with. You just want to drop day one on your service. So it's like, come on. I mean, they're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> you mean but they also made uh, some assumptions too, because <sighs> like there were some sides like Persona games that have come to Xbox, including. Persona 4 Arena, and then um, I know Persona 5 Strikers came to Switch, and there's no no sniff of Persona, <laughs> at least on the Switch as of yet. I'm assuming uh, once the PS4 versions and the Steam versions drop for uh, Persona 3, 4, and then 5, that uh, we might see some uh, action on the Switch possibly. So on there. But any thoughts on Final Fantasy Dez before we move on? Nope. All right, good deal. All right, next thing we kind of talk about, Capcom did have their um, video uh, for the Summer Games uh, Fest uh, this past Monday. Part of it, there was a teaser for a live stream for Dragon's Dogma that uh, was broadcast this past Thursday. 
on there. Now, I happen not to watch the Dragon's Dogma live stream yet, but I know they were going into the, some of the back story of the game and celebrating the 10th anniversary. But during that particular live stream on Thursday, they did finally announce that they're working on a sequel to Dragon's Dogma 2 on there. So Hidaki Azuno uh, did reveal with a t-shirt uh, with a logo of Dragon's Dogma 2 that the game is being in development. In fact, I think I remember they were talking previously, like years ago, that when DMC5 was first announced that, you know, this is the, actually the director of DMC5, and he's super involved with The Devil May Cry as well, that he had a choice, basically, whether he's going to do a Dragon's Dogma 2 or a DMC5. And so I guess the powers would be wanting him to work on uh, Devil May Cry 5 instead, so... But it looks like he's getting what he's getting. So, you know, let, let DMC5 kind of like, you know, marinate. And, you know, and he could probably go on DMC6 if he wants to after he get, gets this game done. But, uh, you know, with just seeing the t-shirt logo on the T-shirt, we're probably not seeing anything on this game for a while. Probably going to be a 2024 title at least. On here gives us out there that have not played Dragon's Dogma, uh, Dark Arisen, to its completion yet time to kind of experience the game uh time, time to go and check out the netflix anime if need be on there and maybe become more familiar with the series uh, before the sequel comes out so on there any uh thoughts either of you two on uh, dragon's dogma 2 being announced i will be playing it 100 um i love the first game i can't wait to see what 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 the what they're going to be doing for the pawn system um how they're going to be implementing that um and just like i'm i'm here for it i think it's fantastic um kudos for for bringing it back i am yeah i'm here for it i think it's great so i know that you could share pawns amongst friends right so are you guys thinking yeah. about maybe well, no, 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 not just friends you could you can share it with anyone on the network that's what was so cool about it is is you could hire pawns from anyone who was on who was on the network. So and that that's what I mean. Like I want to see like how they're gonna do that. Like if, if there's still gonna be pawns or or I don't know. I'm just I'm just really excited and I wanna see how the effects are going to look in the um in the new like PS5. Like I just like I'm really excited you know for this and i think it's going to be fantastic i cannot wait that that was my like you know when when it when it kind of popped in it really made me want to go and um go back and start playing it again actually because i got i got super far uh but i never beat it so i really want to uh rectify that so at some point but but yeah definitely worth it i'm super excited and super stoked for it yeah, um, if you're a PC owner, there is a Capcom um, Humble Bundle right now that's available. You could pay 20 bucks and get like uh, not only uh, um, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, but you get a bunch of other games, including Monster Hunter World, DMC5, Devil May Cry HD, Street Fighter V, and a bunch of other games uh, for 20 bucks. I think the $10 bundle does have Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, along with some other games as well so it has like uh, that dmc uh, devil may cry the um one that was done by um god what's the name of that studio that's doing hellblade 2 uh, drew a blank for a second there. we know what you're talking about yeah yeah 
Ninja so. Theory. There you go. Okay. On there, and then some other games as well. So definitely something to take a look at. And uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to dive in, but I played the original Dragon's Dogma all of like an hour, and I feel like I should dedicate more time to that game. So. Yeah, now that it's on uh, PC and you told me about the Humble, Bun- Humble Bundle package for 10 bucks, I think I'm actually going to go pick that up and play it on PC. I just know that the PC is going to make it look like just chef's kiss. So, because it's a it's an old PS4 game, um, or PS3 game, right? PS3 game. Yeah, yeah, so. but it's, it's been released for everything, including the Switch. So, I mean, it's... Uh, I get that, but, uh, but... Yeah, I get that, but I still think that it's like, I want to... I just I don't know. Part of me thinks that it's going to be nicer <laughs> on that on that uh, on that system. So or on the on the PC, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm double check right now and see how it runs. Um, it is a locked 30 frames a second on PS5 at the 1440p. So hmm. on there, you can probably run it maybe at 4K on PC if you have a good enough rig to do so. So we'll have to hmm. see. There was a Capcom live stream, though. Uh, we're not going to talk about too deeply here, but there was a bunch of Resident Evil announcements, another Resident Evil 4 trailer on there. You got to see some new content for Resident Evil Village, as well as uh, finally uh, shadow dropping the uh, um, you know long rumored um, next gen upgrades for RE2, RE3, and RE7 on there so definitely if you want to check those out check those out on there i know that uh, if you have a series x or s or a ps5 that uh, especially with the ps5 versions that the has all the uh, ray tracing uh, dual sense and all that business to the game on there if you happen to own re7 on the playstation plus collection that you do not get your free upgrade you don't get you don't get the soup you don't get to upgrade your meal for free unfortunately so oh Ain't that a shame? Ain't that a shame? But all right. Elsewhere in news this past week, there is rumors, rumors, uh, confirmations that Sony is going to be bringing out a uh, pro controller soon with removable sticks, paddles, and more. So this is coming from uh, noted leaker Tom Henderson has claimed the same seen images of a prototype on there from a source wishing to remain anonymous. So the new controller retains the same basic style of the existing PS5 controller, but has a number of key differences, including removable stick units, which can be switched in and out using buttons below the analog sticks, plus trigger stops, a a seemingly removal grip and rear buttons that they like to see as flappy paddles, uh, similar to those seen on the Xbox Elite wireless controller on there. So um, this his source referred to the Sony's new hardware as the PS5 Pro controller, uh, but uh, we're not sure if that's the official name. But it will have significant, quote unquote, significant software upgrades on there. So um, according to the rumor monger, the uh, new controller should be revealed, quote unquote, soon. Quite ambiguous. <laughs> quite elusive as far as that but uh, one possibility it's going to be revealed along with other bits of new hardware towards the end of june so we'll have to see so any thoughts about buying a pro control i know i'll probably be there day one just to um, pick one up so hey, i'm not really a controller jockey so um i i doubt this is going to be something that i'm going to pick up 
but but I think it's great for people who like peripherals and and I think this is probably something that's making them all sweat and like ah so as as you probably are so Joe oh noted noted listener Will D has actually already um, gone in and and modded his uh, DualSense himself like you know because there are mod kits out there that are available so you know and so people wanted to have at least back buttons I adore the back button module that uh, Sony sold for the Dual DualShock 4 and you know, even though I haven't used it in a while I really liked using it uh, on PS4 games especially you know, it kind of worked well for when I was playing a lot of like Titan Quest and other games, uh, Torchlight 2, I found uses for the back buttons and kind of gotten used to them. So on there, cool. and it might be good for people out there that maybe are just kind of rocking just one dual sense right now. If they want to grab an extra controller and just, you know, have a better reason to grab a, buy a new controller than, Oh, it's in purple or something. So, <laughs> I mean, purple you know. is, is a good color. Oh, I know. I know all you Prince fans out there, you know, bust it mm-hmm. out, you know, but, how about you, Kevin? Uh, any uh, thoughts for this uh, Pro Controller at all? Uh, if I, you know, I I thought about getting like a Scuff at one point, but Scuff seemed more oriented toward FPSs, and I'm not an FPS guy. So if the features that they're going to bring out with this controller are some are features that I could apply to the types of games that I play, then yeah, I'll definitely pick it up. Um, I, but if, if it's going to be, you know, Hey, you can, you can, you know, aim quicker or something (laughs) like that. It's like, nah, I don't need all that. But if it's something, you know, maybe something, and I, I honestly don't have any complaints about my dual, my experience with the dual sense. I really don't. It's, I'm sure if I you know, dedicated, a, you know, my time and effort into finding flaws in it, I'm sure I'd be able to. But when I just want to play a game, I I really haven't had any problems with this con- with this controller. And I, and I thought the DualShock uh, 4 was great, but, but this one is just leaps and bounds better than the DualShock. And... Uh, it it's it's it feels better in the hand uh the sticks feel better um you know i really don't have any complaints about it so if they can improve on what they've already done with the sense with the pro then it's it, it would probably be worth a pickup but i need features that are not first person shooter centric uh yeah i agree it might be a thing too, where people that want to play and not in the uh, usual dual shock configuration with the two analog log sticks side by side, but in more of an Xbox uh, configuration that they are able to you know, swap them in and out and play in that configuration if they want to. So, might be a thought. And there's also too, just in case you're not aware, there is a Hori Fighting Commander Octa coming out that's going to be out end of. Uh, August for you uh, fighting game fans that happen to enjoy pad on there as well. So that's coming out soon and that's PS5 compatible as well. So if you're just looking for this for fighting games, I think that might be a better bet if you'd be on that. So 
All right, and then we did get more details a bit about Wolong on there. So Wolong, of course, was the big game that was announced at the end of the Xbox Bethesda Showcase uh, from Team Ninja on here. And so they did make some comments about it uh, on here. So development... Because Phil loves Japan. Phil does love Japan. <laughs> when, when the money's mm. right and the exclusives are tight, there you go. So there's, there's wow, tight, tight, like non-existent. There you go. Well, let's be positive in that. Mm. So yeah, uh, Masaki uh, Yamagiwa has commented about that, and uh, they were kind of wondering if the game was going to be super difficult, like a Souls game on here and he had a quote uh, with IGN saying difficult games shouldn't be difficult just for the sake of it I think it's really important that this difficulty exists for the purposes of delivering a sense of accomplishment to the players once they have overcome it that's why I think players should always be able to blame themselves when they die uh, the game has to be fair and its difficulty should never be unreasonable in that regard it works in my favor that I'm not very good at games myself I'll naturally be judging the fairness of games on here so and then they commented more um it it did begin development uh, after the uh, development of uh, neo one and so it shares a lot of souls like dna on here uh but they are using it with the three kingdoms period in mind versus the japanese period on here um you know but they wanted to kind of make a more realistic game. And this is another quote from him. With all the legendary heroes of the Three Kingdoms period, it can come across as somewhat campy. But in reality, it was a time of war and devastation. It was a dark period in which people were constantly fighting, which is a great match for a Souls-like game. Being said, in China, Wolong is a more massive in scale compared to our previous game set in Japan, which allowed us to show a more severe and dark world on here and um, they did state that it is going to be not a uh, like an open world game kind of similar to elden ring that they are definitely developing stages on there and uh, interesting enough they said that uh, we wanted to take the unique elegance of chinese martial arts and make it work as a stylish form of action utilizing this action to overcome challenging battles should create an experience like no other since the game is set around the wartime of the three kingdoms period we came up with a system that revolves around the warrior's morale uh, both the player and enemies have a morale status which leads to new strategies within the souls like genre and they said that this is inspired basically uh, by the nemesis system in shadows of mordor oh, can't say that can't say nemesis system <laughs> That's what they're stating. It's going to impact player death on here. So, I uh, say that because they uh, they tried to Warner Brothers tried to, or maybe they they're trying to trademark the the Nemesis system, system. mechanics. And so I thought yeah. that was really funny. So make but, that money. Yeah. yeah, money, money, money. So we want to create and just to end the article that we wanted to create a type of strategic um with adversity as this thing you gain something by defeating a strong enemy but the same can be said for and when an enemy kills the player the balance between strength changes when someone dies as well so 
So this game's coming out early 2023. It's coming out, uh, of course, day one on Game Pass on Xbox platforms and also coming out for PlayStation consoles and PC as well. So on here. So uh, interested guys in this one? Yeah, could be fun. I mean, I know, I think you're really interested in it, Kevin, right? I'm interested in it. I'm definitely interested in it. Um, I think the... Again, I'm not a the reason I don't really rock with Souls games is because I stamina bars are really hit and miss with me. Mm-hmm. So um if it if it plays kind of if it's more in the vein of Sekiro, which is very um Souls-ish in its presentation not so much in his gameplay it's very you know there's there is no stamina bar per se but there really is it's called your 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 stance but you know i'm i'm looking forward to the game i'm definitely looking forward to the game i think it's a an interesting take on uh, that that era so it's not dynasty warriors which i love you know uh, I'm interested to see a new another take on that. Yeah, more same serious take, quote unquote. Yeah, well, actually, it's not serious because you got demons running around. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that happened during that that time period. Or maybe I mean, we don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't well, there. it's not going to be so anime tropish as Dynasty Warriors with Lu Bu running around. It's like I'm going to kill all these people and like you know. Darn it, should these. be. <laughs> over awesome. the top dynasty warriors business so maybe mm-hmm. some lubu lubu also talked about uh said capcom showcase was about um the upcoming monster hunter rise sunbreak on there so they announced that a demo was coming out on june 14th which is available now on both steam and switch on there, the new demo will give everyone a chance to explore the newly revealed jungle locale on here. So it's kind of riffing off the original uh, world from Monster Hunter 2 on there. And of course, you know, from all the PSP games that kind of spawned in from there on there uh, with new elements in endemic life. I'm hoping they bring back Conga Longa. They need to. It's mm. been too long, but... Uh, uh, they announced some of the new um, monsters that will be in the game. Um, as far as in the demo, you can play against Astalos, uh, Great Izuchi, uh, uh, Tetranandadon, and then a um, specially challenging version of Sunbreak's uh, flagship monster, Mal- Mal- God, I can't pronounce anything. Malzendo. So, Close I'm not the like you know make more efforts to pronounce some of these monster names so but uh, along with the demo they did uh have a new trailer with uh, monsters to come on here including espinas which is a uh, monster from monster hunter frontiers gormagala which was monster hunter 4's flagship monsters plus uh, some variants including the daimo hermitor and the pyre rachna kadashi on there as well so and of course they also said that in august they're going to bring the lucid nargakuga 
um, here, which has been like uh, in other Monster Hunter titles, which is basically an invisible Narga Kuga, if you can imagine that. So, <sighs> <sighs> yes, so we'll have to see on all that business. But uh, um, they're planning on supporting the title for autumn and winter and in 2023 as well. So we've got lots of content to look forward to on there. So, and any excitement for this? Are you guys kind of just like, yeah, I know we talked about the beginning of the show, but uh, we're still kind of, are we undecided on some break now or are we picking up day one or what's the deal? I, I, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I need Don't to get, so no, no, for me, I need to get a, um, I, I need to get a, another, um, a, another switch, switch to put yeah. into my room because I do not want to play it on my, um, on my, um, light. I just, I, I I'm sorry. I need, I need my, I need to be able to sit down and my big screen, and be able to see my stuff. I just, I just, I just can't anymore. I just can't anymore. <laughs> like, like I'm fine with it when I'm playing like a, a game where I can kind of run around, and 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 it's not so. Um, uh, there's just a lot of action going on in that game. And I need to be able to see what I'm doing. And I find it really hard to do that uh, with my um, on the um, on the smaller one. So we're just going to have to, you know, go back to to it and and get and get one and do it like that. That's 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 what we're going to have to do. So, yeah, but I don't know. I I, I don't know uh, when I'm going to buy it. Part of me wants to try it on on pc uh although i don't think i really need to do that um but but again i don't really know like i i I honestly don't know um okay what about don't worry what about you kev are you gonna are you gonna buy it day one i don't know if i'll get it day one i'll get it i will pick it up eventually at some point because i mean I, i i liked it yeah i liked it but you know i'm a like i said before i'm 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 a world guy and uh, world grabbed me in a way that uh, Rise didn't, but I still enjoyed the game. I had a hard time dealing with the wire bug system in Rise, and you know I'm sure it's <laughs> these new elements are going to give me the blues as well. So you know I'll get around to it. Well, listeners out there, let us know uh, what you're planning on doing, too. We'll kind of work our way around what you guys want to do out there and uh, where you're planning on playing it on. You know, I know uh, noted listener uh, EJ is going to be playing it on both Switch and PC. So, you know, we'll have to see where everyone wants to go. I know John BT probably will let us know. I know he doesn't have a gaming PC. So if he's going to play it day one, maybe it's Switch. Who knows? Maybe uh, I'll double dip. Who knows? We'll see. We'll talk about it as the uh, months and weeks go on. Weeks and months even. So, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I do see. not want to start that game over, though. I, I don't want to. That's why I'm not going to get it on PC, because I don't want to start it over. Well, that makes sense. I just want to see. I just wanted to see what the differences are. But I can honestly look and look on the look on like YouTube or something to see what the differences are. You know, if I'm really if I'm really like, you know, I need to see it. I'll just do that. I just, uh, you know, right before the show, I downloaded the uh, Sunbreak demo on Steam, so I want to see how it is and 
Mm-hmm. I'll definitely be talking about it in the next couple of weeks. And definitely, maybe we'll fire it up and check it out on the Steam Deck too, just to do some comparisons and kind of. Yeah, compare. I would like to hear. So. I like to hear your thoughts. For sure, and especially playing as much Rise as I have, I think I have a good point of reference at least to mm-hmm. compare the two. And I have talked that shade about you know being stuck on the you know the like the redhead stepchild console. It's a beautiful <laughs> console to switch, but you know. Not exactly high tech, I can tell you that right now. So, mm. and other news this happened this week. Um, there was a surprise announcement uh, from a new publisher, a new publisher called Dragami Games on here tweeted out uh, that Lollipop Chainsaw is coming back on here. So, there was nothing stated beyond that, yeah, but uh, the um. Dragami Games happens to be a uh, headed by a CEO of uh, Kadokawa Games, which previously published that game when it originally came out in Japan. And so it looks like that they obtained the uh, intellectual property rights uh, to the game. So, so, you know, basically stated Lollipop Chainsaw is back. Please look forward to it. And that was it. So we don't know now if it's a remaster or a remake or a sequel on here but you know i don't know if you know but in the reselling market out there lollipop chainsaw does go for at least a hundred dollars because it's not available on any sort of digital platform currently it's only released for xbox 360 and ps3 and it wasn't uh, subsequently released it's not back compatible on xbox and it's not streamable on the uh, playstation plus uh, coming out so and there was never a pc release for it so oh kev what's your uh, bet are we going to see a remake a remaster or a sequel you think uh my heart wants to say a sequel but logically this would be a remake mm-hmm. i think the too much time has passed between the first and the second game my heart wants to see a sequel. My my brain says it's going to be a remake. I hope that they stick, that they don't change anything from the original game. I Japan doesn't 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 worry about the social um, uh, criticisms from people that weren't going to buy the game or play the game anyway. Uh, that uh, developers have you know, here in the States and in, and in the West in general. So my hope is that it stays true to the original in its humor, in its presentation, in its jokes. So my guess is that it's going to be, it's just, it's going to be a remake and uh, hopefully they keep everything from the original intact. If they don't, uh, I'll be really disappointed really really disappointed it's like you know you guys can't can't kowtow to these uh uh these social tyrants out here that are, that, are, that are bitching and complaining about everything because they take themselves too seriously they weren't buying the game anyway they they even if it if it if it met their standards of social acceptability they were not going to buy the game anyway so hopefully japan ignores them or this developer rather saying japan as if you know 
the whole country of Japan is developing this game. But this studio mm. ignores the um, the Twitter check marks and follows or improves upon the humor, the uh, over the topness of the original. Yeah, the problem is is that this is the publisher that made this announcement. The developer, Grasshopper Manufacturer, got bought out by Netties. And so I know this was uh, worked on by Suda51. And I'm not sure if they're going to get his involvement this time, if they're going to do a new game on there. I know that this was co-developed with James Gunn, noted uh, director now of all. Lots of Marvel movies, including Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Suicide Squad. And so, you know, I wish that if they're going to do a sequel, that they get involvement from at least Grasshopper and James Gunn again to kind of build upon it. But we'll probably see a remaster first and then hopefully it does well enough so they could cooperate and maybe uh, get some sort of uh, mojo going on with Suda and with uh, James Gunn on there to kind of move on and maybe reiterate off the IP a little bit. So see what happens on there. So, and then also too, um, what happened out there, uh, there was some blowback from the announcement at the Microsoft Bethesda conference one from one Mr. Hideo Kojima because obviously he's working on a project now with uh, Xbox. So Kojima Productions had to make a statement. They didn't need to, but they did uh, on Twitter saying, after the announcement of our partnership with Microsoft using the cloud technology, many people have asked us about a collaboration with Sony Interactive Entertainment. Please be assured that we continue to have a very good partnership with PlayStation as well. <laughs> so. And uh, just like we talked about, uh, you know, Xbox fans talking about, I want to boycott uh, Square Enix for Final Fantasy VII not being announced. Of course, Sony fanboys, uh, the bad seeds out there, I talked about, oh, they're wanting to uh, boycott Kojima for uh, making a game with Xbox. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, let me say this, you know, to all the... Uh, my my fellow ponies, I'm a war horse myself. I got I, I my my stable dues are paid up. I'm in there. I'm in there, right? But let this man eat. Don't be stupid. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it fanboyism, regardless of what side it's coming from, is just dumb. It's just dumb. You know, I'm I'm a fan of. The PlayStation console because it gives me the games I want to play. I am a fan of the Nintendo console because it gives me the games I want to play, even though I haven't really messed with it in a long time. But it gives me the games I want to play. I would be a fan of the Xbox if it gave me games I wanted to play. So let this man eat. He is not owned, his studio was not owned by any of these of these companies he's not owned by nintendo he's not owned by sony he's not owned by microsoft let him meet if he if he's got a project that he's presented to to microsoft maybe it'll be great maybe it'll be fantastic maybe maybe it'll be something worth you know heaven forbid wanting to check out an xbox for you know 
this this whole I gotta have a petition because uh, my preferred platform is not getting something that has been typically associated uh, with my preferred platform, and it's like, it's like come on guys, let's let's yeah. get over it. Get over, your mom's, get over your mom. Get out of your mom's basement. Um, yeah, touching yeah. grass for God's sake. And I'm talking about both sides of the fence. You know? This man, he's a businessman. He's making money. He's doing what he loves to do. Hopefully, it is. It is a. It you know. It is a good and well received game on on the uh, Microsoft side. Could go into Game Pass. Great. May. It, Maybe this could start a trend for people instead of saying, well, this game was shit or it was mediocre, but at least I didn't have to pay for it. Maybe his game will start a trend where, where they'll be saying, wow, this was fantastic. I had never you know, seen systems utilized quite like this before. I would have paid 60 or $70, but I got it on Game Pass. That's fantastic. So maybe it'll start changing the the Game Pass narrative. You know, like I said, you know, let the man eat. He's doing what he loves. He's working with these companies. He's making money. Uh, how many of us are fortunate to be able to say that, you know, we get to, we work at what we love doing? Mm. You know, not many of us. Nope. I could definitely so him- tell you I don't, so. <laughs> so let the man eat. Yeah. Speaking of eating, that's the news. Maybe I'm gonna go get something to eat now that we're done with this segment. So. All right. Okay. Game nights. Uh, our game nights take place on Thursdays, 6 p.m., 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Like we say, we are uh, we we. Join the Discord. Uh, our game night uh, ideas and requests that uh, those posts can be seen there. If it's a game that we don't have, we'll be able to. We can get it. Uh, I proved that that this past week by purchasing Valheim and being able to play it with one of our one of our fantastic listeners. Uh, so shout out shout out to Crucial Chase. Uh, we will, if we don't have it, we will get it and we will play it with you. And again, our game nights take place on Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. Eastern Standard. Uh, come one, come all. All are welcome. So hope to see you there. Uh, also, a special shout out to those who contributed to our main event. Special thanks to Crucial Chase and Will D uh, for sending in their responses to our main event. We are a listener-driven podcast. We like interacting with our listeners. So big, big ups, big kudos, and thank you to those two. Uh, we, oh, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, Old man. Uh, it happens. Yeah. So oh, contact. Man. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at, g- at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, if you yourself would like to be on the show to get your opinions of gaming out to our listeners, you will want to send 
correspondence to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have an account on Twitter at gamingvessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. There you will find our Discord, our Discord server link. If you dig what we're doing here, you're really going to enjoy what goes on on our Discord server. We post news on the daily. We pose questions. We talk about gaming. Varied opinions are, are expressed there, but without the toxicity that goes on in traditional social media platforms. So nobody is going to <laughs> go uh, try and get a, a start a petition to have you canceled because of your your position on gaming. None of that nonsense goes there. We have a lot of fun. And I think we're trying to build a really cool community over on Discord. So hit the link, jump over, join the Discord server. And uh, for those who do, welcome aboard. Individually, we have our own so social media accounts. I can be still be found on Twitter for some reason. At uh, Shownuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. For on uh, Xbox, I can be found at Shonuff71, same spelling with 071 in the end. Steam, I'm Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And on the Switch, my friend code is 7658215533309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Alrighty, y'all can definitely find me at uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X, and you can find me on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Ticker. That's N E M O T G G R, and you can find me on Nintendo at five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, if you miss if you message us, please let us know how you heard about us. Mention the show or something because you want to talk to people, not bots. They know why. Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter under the handle Jabroni Chief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. I'm also under the same handle on both PlayStation Network and Steam. Uh, Xbox Jabroni Chief, I go by... Jabroni Chief 374 and then Nintendo 4712-5953-1409. All righty. So that's going to bring episode 174 to a close. I want to thank y'all for hanging in and rocking out with us. For Dez, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the uh, Cat Daddy. I'm, I know I'm forgetting one. <laughs> my brain's not working. My, my brain's not working today. The Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise Jabroni. known as the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Shonuff71, aka Digadulamite. That purple bling bling for the game we don't never play anymore, yo. <laughs> We will be back next week, episode 175 for you. Peace!